the blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we've got two people who are trivia ballers, I would say so. Uh, I mean, I've heard them on other trivia podcasts, but I'm hoping they bring some of those mad skills over to Throwback Trivia Takedown. In one corner, we have a woman who literally makes me poo myself just a little when I go against her in poker. I'm talking Shara Hinkle. Shara, say hi and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, uh, I am Shara Hinkle, and apparently I am terrifying to Adam at the poker table. Uh, I still, he tells me it's because I know too many things when it comes to poker. I still cannot figure it out because usually when we go heads up, he beats me because he has more luck than I do. And I do. I'd rather be lucky than good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it happened. So we actually all of us, uh, Will, Shara, John, and myself, are all in the same poker group that uh, uh, we play every couple like Fridays or every Friday. But the first time when Shara started playing, I just kept ending up in hands with her, and she would almost always at the end she would either fold or she would win it, and she would call out, "Oh, oh, I think you have this." And every freaking time <laughs> she was right, and I was just like, "Oh God, she knows her stuff." Like I'm not a poker player who like knows odds or knows like outs and like people like start counting outs and when they're playing like oh you had 40 outs or i had eight outs i'm like huh i'm not one of those that's nick nick is the one who counts outs i just look and think what it is likely that you have that you are betting with it's Mm -hmm. a it has nothing to do with outs or anything it's just a matter of am i bluffing with the best hand or (laughs) well you uh you seem to know your stuff when it comes to that in our other corner, we have a man who can't keep it in his pants because he's got five, count them, five children. I'm talking about Will Dennison. Hey, Will, please say hi and a little bit about yourself. Hello, how are you? I'm Will, uh, and it is correct. Playing poker with Shara is kind of like playing with Daniel Negreanu. She just, <laughs> like in the middle of a hand, she'll just call out what you have. Yeah. Uh, it's impressive. It is. It is scary. Uh, but not as impressive as your little swimmers. I'm just saying. Five, I can't. I don't even have one. Uh, but you got five of them, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we're 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 good at the uh, procreation. Yes, you are. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, um, that aside. Now that we know a little bit about y'all, uh, let's learn about the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If someone answers their question wrong, their opponent has a chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, video games, sports, news and politics, fashion, technology, slang, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you have before answering a three-tiered question, which must have all parts correct in order to score the points. 
Now it's time for a takedown. Okay, we're all set to play our game, except I want to know just a little bit more about Shara and Will. Could y'all please tell me your favorite comic book superhero? Well, I am happy to answer that question. The answer, uh, hands down, is Daredevil. When I learned that there was a comic book that was a Catholic defense attorney ninja, which, by the way, is literally what I am, a Catholic <laughs> defense attorney ninja, I said, holy cow, that is my favorite comic. <laughs> I, uh, I've never been, I've never really been that huge into comics, but my husband is. Uh, and there are debates on whether or not this is a superhero. I think it's a superhero. I'm currently adorning the entire room I am in, which is my husband's office, and that would be Deadpool. Okay. <laughs> Both fantastic superheroes, but there is, without question, a correct answer, and that, that would be Deadpool. Deadpool's the best. He's my favorite. I've read so much Deadpool. I love him. So, Cheryl, you can thank your husband. And so now you get to go first in round one. Round one. <laughs> All right. So you got to pick your category uh, and uh, we will move on from there. All right. Um, mostly because I just want to get it out of the way. Sports. <laughs> okay. And your decade is the 90s. All right. After being told by her coach that the U.S. team's chance for gold came down to her performance, this gymnast ignored a serious ankle injury to land her vault on both feet. The U.S. won the 1996 gold, and after being carried to the podium to receive her medal with her teammates, she was taken to the hospital for treatment. I'm mad. I'm so mad because I cannot think of this. And I am. this is how we're going to show how terrible I am. I need a moment. There are names swimming around. Oh, this is gymnastics, not swimming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm aware. There are there are names. There the names are swimming. The people are gymnasts. Um. Oh my god. I, I you know what? I was I was not very. I was very young in the 90, 1996 Olympics. I was not not around for more than half of the times you're going to give us today. I'm sure. <laughs> I was born in the middle of one of the decades. Um, and I don't know my 90s gymnasts whatsoever. I don't even know if this, this is going to work. Mary Lou Retton. I have no idea. Mary Lou Retton is incorrect. Will, you get a chance to steal this. Uh, Mary Lou Retton is from the 80s. Um, I, think, I think it was Carrie Strug. Carried by her coach, Bella Carosi. It is Carrie Strug. Uh, my daughter, Grace, is going to be so excited that I got a gymnastics question right. That is not my wheelhouse, I promise. <laughs> Very nice. Now, 1996, the Olympics were in Atlanta. John and I were in the Atlanta area at the time, and our sister was a gymnast. And so we, our family got together and watched every gymnastics event that we could that year. So, uh, All right, sports is taken off the table. Will, you got the important steal, and now you get to pick your category. It is unfortunate that sports is, is off the table now because like, I have a kid in just about every sport there is, so I have a leg up somewhere. Uh, I'm going to go with movies. Right. And your decade is the 90s. This chain restaurant was the only one to survive the franchise wars, according to the 1993 Stallone film <laughs> Demolition Man. Now every restaurant is Taco Bell. <laughs> yes, Taco Bell. 
which I'd be okay with that right now. I love me some Taco Bell. If only they quit changing their menu. Yeah, they keep just they took away that for me the double decker. I know other people love things like the uh, Mexican pizza or whatnot. I was always a double decker man, but for me it was the, it was the Cool Ranch, specifically the Cool Ranch DLTs. Ah, yeah. Disappoint. Cool. <laughs> All right. All right. Shara, you get to pick your category. Uh, let's go with TV. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. The movie and TV actor Ernest Borgnine was a mere co-star to this howling helicopter. What 1980s TV show am I referring to that Ernest Borgnine was on for three seasons? I, I wasn't alive in the 80s. Well, most of them. Uh, so I have, I don't even have a starting point because I don't, I don't know really Ernest Borgnine at all. I know the name, but that's it. Uh, can, hmm. can you repeat the question? Of course. The movie and TV actor Ernest Borgnine was a mere co-star to this howling helicopter. What 1980s TV show am I referring to that Ernest Borgnine was in for three seasons? It's not there. It's just not there. I got to tap. I have no All idea. Right. All right. Tapping out, Will, you get a chance to take it. So you asked a question about a black sports car that spoke to you, right? About Kit. Yes? <laughs> no. That's that's the question. This is a question about a howling helicopter? Howling helicopter. What the howl are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't know. MASH. Mash is incorrect, but John, I see you moving your head over there. You probably have the theme song to this awesome uh, in your head right now. This it's awesome been show. in my head since the minute you said it. <laughs> and what am I talking about? That's Airwolf, baby. Airwolf. Oh, howling. I never, ever watched Airwolf. I don't think I've ever heard of it. I've heard of it. That's really all I have ever done. It is a great theme song. Yes. A horrible oh, show, yeah. but a great theme song. And the, the helicopter's cool looking, but yeah, yeah. The, the show's bad. It's no night rider, I'll tell you that. I'm terrible no. on my own. I usually, I only perform well when I have a teammate, and uh, I'm good for like three questions. <laughs> well, see if this is going to be an easy win for Will. Uh, but Shara, so. you know, <laughs> Shara, you get to pick your category. Uh, I just chose that one. You did TV? Oh, that's yeah. right. My bad. Yeah. Happens every episode. Will, your pick. Uh, let's go with news. News. Your decade is the 70s. Oh, um, I mean music. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> 70s news and politics. Ratified on July 1st, 1971. This number amendment lowered the voting age from 21 to 18. Uh, see, I really, really, really should know this. <laughs> and it's going to be embarrassing that I don't. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I really don't know this. Uh. I'm going to say the 28th. The 28th Amendment is incorrect. Sherry, you get a chance to steal. Okay, so I don't know my amendments real well. But it's not your job to know them. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a lawyer. We didn't mention, but uh, Will <laughs> yeah, is a, a lawyer. lawyer. Daredevil doesn't know the amendments either, so back up. Oh, uh, yeah, you did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have kind of a uh, an idea. Uh, I know it's it's... It's among the mid twenties, and I only know that because I think. Uh, uh. So in my mind, I'm thinking there's been. 
Sorry, I'm gonna mumble to myself while I try to figure this That's out. Fine, talk it Sarah, out. Don't don't forget to carry the one. Don't forget to carry the one. <laughs> I, I'm a drummer. I can only count to four. I can do it repeatedly, but I can only count to four. Um. So, you said 1971. I did. So because there haven't, I'm trying to think when the most recent was. I'm going to go with 25. There are currently 27 amendments. Okay. And the most recent one was in 1992. But the one I'm talking about from 71 was the 26th amendment. I was between the two. Okay. 26th amendment. Okay. 25th amendment is uh, taking the president out of office. That's right. Yes. That's right. And then there's I, a, I know I know that four is is primaries. Twenty four is is voting and primaries. I always forget the twenty five is. Yeah. Yep. Oh well. <laughs> All right, Shara, your chance to get on the board. What category do you want? Uh, let's go slang. Right. And your decade is the nineties. Nineties. <laughs> if you combine a Nickelodeon sketch comedy show starring Keenan Thompson plus a satchel of fried potato shavings. You get this 90s phrase. All that in a bag of chips. All that in a bag of chips. Yes. Wow. I grew up watching all that. I love that show. When he got on SNL, I was like, it's the same thing. I'm so excited. I was ready to steal with Good Burger what? (laughs) (laughs) As soon as we got there, I was like, "Mm, oh, I might actually know something. Yay. Yay. All right. Will, it is your call. All right. We'll go with music. And your decade is the 70s. All right. She's a big. Yeah. All right. This album, released in 1973, has charted on the Billboard 200 album chart more than any other album in history, with 952 weeks on the Billboard 200. And even this week, it's on the chart at number 175. Wow. 1973 album. Is on the Billboard Top 200 right now? Right now. Um, and you need the name of the album, correct? Name of the album. I'm wondering. Hmm. See, it's unfortunate because I'd like to talk out loud because I think I could be entertaining, but I also don't want to give Sarah a clue into what I'm thinking in case I'm wrong. Let's just fine go. with you talking out. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> we'll go with the wall. The wall is incorrect. Sherry, you get a chance to steal. So the only thing I can think of, and it's funny because I'm pretty sure this was a learnedly question in the final couple days of the season this year. Um, at least at least the album that I have in my head, and I know it was from early 70s. Um, and the only reason I can think that this might be it is because it keeps coming up in pop culture conversation as syncing up with various things. And it would not surprise me if that led to it returning to the list because everyone's like, did you know this album syncs up perfectly with this movie? Uh, and I, I'm, I have no idea if this is right or not, but I'm going to go with Dark Side of the Moon. That was the other one. Dark Side of the Moon is correct. Yeah. Well done. I was, also thinking about a, I was also thinking about a Christmas album, but I couldn't pick one yeah. to go with. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is There's a, a good idea because it would keep popping up. But uh, Okay. All right, Cher gets to steal, and she gets to pick her category. Uh, so let's go with food. All right. I'm a fat kid. Let's do this. 
And your decade is the 70s. You are easily the least fat out of any of the people on this call right now. <laughs> you can only see the chin up, dude. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, you can see all three of mine. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. You have a beard. <laughs> They're wearing uh, a shirt. All right, so we're doing food. John, sorry, I missed the uh, decade. 70s. 70s food. This memorable retro candy, first introduced in 1972, comes in a tablet form and are made to look like a metal soda toppers. They are a combination of a sweet and slightly tart taste. So they're made to look like metal soda toppers? Yeah. Sweet and slightly tart taste? Tart taste. Tart taste. Mm, okay. So, and it's, can you repeat, did you say they, they were chewy or? I don't I, know if I said that, but I, I said feel this. Like, I feel like I heard something. Did, can, can you repeat? Of course. This memorable retro candy, first introduced in 1972, comes in a tablet form okay. and are made to look like a metal soda topper. Uh, they are a combination of a sweet and slightly tart taste. I still favorite. have the uh, the theme to Airwolf in my head. It's good. It's good. Uh, Just listen to that. So my first instinct, based on what you said, is is is, is sweet tarts. Um, but I feel like they might have been around longer than that. Tablet form. It's not okay. You know, yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with. Uh, trying to think if there's something that re more represents soda toppers, but I can't think of something that would have like the ridges on it, like soda toppers do. So for lack of, whoa, it's gonna bother me. I'm gonna go. Uh, ooh. It's not those. I wonder if it's. You know what? Uh, this one just popped into my head. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Smarties. It's probably wrong. Smarties <laughs> is incorrect. Will you get a chance to steal? I would love to steal. I'm very tempted to go with plop plop fizz fizz. Oh, what a relief it is, Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> but in fact, I'm gonna go with bottle caps. Bottle cap. You see how I had to dance around and I said metal soda toppers? Yes, the candy is called bottle caps. Never had or even yeah. seen bottle caps. <laughs> okay. I mean, they it's taste very point. similar to uh, a sweet tarts or something like that, but they yeah. do have the little ridges and are called bottle caps. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Will gets the steal. And left, we have fashion, video games, and technology. These are my three favorite categories. I am excited. I'll get with tech. Tech. And your decade is the 70s. Oh, wonderful. Got <laughs> uh, Matrix. Got Matrix. <laughs> All right. The original Apple One was birthed in this man's garage based on what he was learning and experimenting with at the Home Brewer Computer Club in Palo Alto, California. Oh man! Well, I don't know which. <laughs> I, mean, I know the two guys. I don't know who won, who owned the house and whose garage it was. So I'll pick one, and Sharon gets to steal with the other one. Uh, I'll go with Steve Jobs. Jobs is incorrect. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> All right, Sharon, you get a chance to steal this one. Oh gee, what could she possibly say? <laughs> Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> So, uh, well, if it's if it's not Steve Jobs, then obviously the the only other the the only other option that I can think of as the co-founder would be the great and powerful Woz. I'm gonna go with Wozniak. 
Yes, that is correct. Uh, pretty famously, Waz was really the brains of the technology, and Jobs was the marketing guru. So Waz is the one who created the Apple. But I just I didn't know who owned the garage. Yeah, I, think. I was like, <laughs> if he gets it wrong, I know what the answer is. Yes, there. <laughs> you got exactly right. I probably would have done the same thing if I had gotten the question. I would have guessed Jobs, and you yeah. would have ended up with it. Yes. Uh, all right. And uh, Shara gets the steal, and she gets to pick the category. Uh, don't do it. What? Take fashion from me. I'll be mad. <laughs> you can tell he wants it. I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's wearing an ugly sweater sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. I am. Very, yeah. Which is very in right now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's totally, I mean, I have, a, I have a Minions ugly sweater sweatshirt, so I get it. I'm not wearing it right now. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go with video games. <laughs> Shocking, right? <laughs> and your decade is the 70s. Oh, great. <laughs> All right. This was a tough one. <laughs> Sorry to throw that out there already. But this text-based adventure game developed in 1973 named Hunt the What, this fictional character. Uh, in the game, the player moves through a series of connected caves arranged uh, as a arranged as verticals of a dodecahedron as they hunt a monster named this. Okay. Um, so obviously I've never played this game. Otherwise, I probably would have come up with it by now. Uh, so, can you can you repeat from the top? I'm sorry. Yeah, not a problem. Okay. This text-based adventure game developed in 1973 named Hunt the Blank, this titular fic fictional character. Um, in the game, the player moves through a series of connected caves arranged as verticals of a dodecahedron as they hunt a monster named what? Okay. So I don't want to say too much out loud in my weird random thought process because... I'm already at the disadvantage, having not been alive or ever played this game. You have nothing to worry about, Sarah. <laughs> you say whatever you want. You could say the answer, and I wouldn't the be able to steal. Potato bacon. No, um, I I don't even have I don't even have a jumping off point for this unless there's hidden clues in there. Um, I mean, I know I know what a dodecahedron is, but I don't think that's actually a clue. Uh, it's it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly uh, had no uh, way to find a good clue for the name of this creature. <laughs> gotcha. Um, then th that's that. I'm not going to feel bad when I'm uh, my answer is I don't know. So my answer is the chupacabra. <laughs> chupacabra <laughs> uh, is a good enough guess, but it is incorrect. Will you get a chance to steal? All right. So I want to say a couple things. Number one. I don't know whether you know this or not, but you ask a lot of video game questions that, that reference caves. Uh, it is very common. Um, now, I'm not a video game guy, so maybe it's just uh, you know phenomenon of hearing it over and over. But I, I got to say, this is like the, the fourth or fifth time I've heard you reference a question where they're going through caves. Well, I don't know the answer. I've never heard of this game. But if they're hunting a monster, I have to assume that it is the biggest, scariest monster there is. And I will say mother-in-law. <laughs> That is a good one. I want to give you um, points just for that in general. Yeah. No, uh, this one is called a wumpus. Hunt the wumpus. Uh, yeah, it is a lesser known game, but uh, yeah, tougher. Never heard of that ever. Fair enough. And I hadn't, wasn't sure, <laughs> but you know. You know it's all good. Yeah, all right. All right. You know it or you don't. And y'all didn't. Don't worry. I wouldn't have either. Uh, that leaves Will with fashion. Well, for the first uh, time of two consecutive, we're going to get a fashion question. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. 
and his decade is the 80s. All right. 80s. And we have a, a question brought to us by Jackie Lafave, patron, and who has given us a couple questions. Thank you so much, Jackie. We really appreciate it. All right. In the original tight-fitting style of the early 1980s, this clothing item became a fad in U.S. Count, in U.S. culture in part of the increased popularity in breakdancing. The height of popularity for this item, which was much more loose-fitting around 1984-1985, they were named after the type of material used to produce the item. That is wordy, and I can absolutely say it again. I, I would appreciate it. Yep. In the original tight-fitting style of the early 80s of the clothing item, it became a fad in U.S. culture as part of the increased popularity in breakdancing. But during the height of the popularity, they became much more loose-fitting during the mid-80s and were named after the type of material used to produce them. And they had to, Okay, I, I'm not going to ask that. I, I'm going to say parachute pants. I believe the material is called ripcord uh, something, and it is parachute pants. Good all right. Job. All right. That ends round one. John, could you math all the maths that you have to to find out what the score is right now? All right. Will took the lead with that last question. It is 40 to 30. All right. 40 to 30. And uh, I this. I missed one. I had 40 to 20. Uh, I had 30. I had 40 to 30 as well. I, okay. I had 30 as well. I, I think the she steel. got the slang question, the tech question, and the music question. I am not questioning you. I am observing <laughs> the fact that I'm a moron. That okay. is hard. <laughs> right. It's a weird number. It's not a four, so I could very much be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's start round two. Round two. And to begin round two, Will, you get to pick for Shara. Oh man, what what should I pick? Um, I'm gonna pick parachute pants. <laughs> right, fashion. Then you should always pick parachute pants, though they are never out of style, in my opinion. I definitely had some when I was younger because yeah. my parents were like, "These are in style." I was born in the late '80s. <laughs> mm-hmm. So cool. And her decade is the '90s. All right. In the 90s, it was common to see a dude with frosted tips rocking this type of necklace named after the naturally occurring bead-like objects which can be found on some beaches in Hawaii that were used to make it. Uh, I believe that is a puka shell necklace. <laughs> puka shell is correct. I knew a thing. <laughs> that was a lot easier than parachute pants. Yeah, it, was it was the 90s, well, man. <laughs> the wording worked out better. I, I Yeah. Oh, well. You both got them, though. I just think of Archer at the beginning of season three when he's, like, running away. (laughs) Oh, man. I love Archer. Those three episodes are probably my favorite. The Heart of Archness. Those are very good. All right. Uh, All right, Sherry, you get a pick for Will. All right. Um, So, let's see here. Uh, Just because he said he's not a video game guy, we're going to give him video games. And his decade is the 90s. Name this sci-fi real-time strategy game that was released in 1998 and was developed and published by Blizzard Entertainment. Upon release, it became the best-selling PC game of the year with over 1.5 million copies sold worldwide. A sci-fi real-time strategy game. I don't know that I would call this sci-fi, but the best I've got is Myst. Myst is incorrect. Sherry, you get a chance to steal. All right, so sci-fi real-time strategies. This is it's throwing me off because I I never played a lot of PC games. The only PC games I ever really played 
I played RuneScape. I played RSC like it was my job, like when I was in college. Um, and I, I played some some Skyrim. That was pretty much it. Um, but so you said the the developer was Blizzard. I did say that. And I've played a couple of Blizzard games, but I don't think I've ever played. I, I'm not familiar with this one at all. Um, and I don't. No, that game wouldn't have been out that early. Plus, it's not Blizzard. Oh, this is going to bother me because I probably should know this. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I got a tap. I have no idea. All right. Well, uh, I know not that it matters to y'all, but we had a copy of this game. Uh, growing up, and it was a lot of fun. Very similar to some other real-time strategy games, including ones from Blizzard, uh, Warcraft, that they had. But this one was set in space and was called Starcraft. Starcraft. It was really popular. I had I've, no nothing yeah. dropped blank uh, blanks from all y'all. I well, think if you I've told us that you had it, we would have come up with it. But yeah, you got to yeah. put that into the question. They yeah. still they still have uh, huge Starcraft tournaments today. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. Yeah. Uh, so. You say it. I I live in San Antonio and went to PAX South, uh, and which is basically mostly video games. And I'm pretty sure they had big StarCraft games there, as among many other things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. I completely forgot whose turn it is. I think it's uh, Will's to pick for Shara this time. All right. I'm going to pick Tech so that she has to pick Jobs, and I'll get Wozniak for the steal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And your decade is the 90s. Wow. Hot on the 90s right now. Okay. Launched on June 1st, 1997, this website named after a gentleman's personal gentleman or valet would fetch answers to any question asked. I used to think when I was in middle school that this was the only search engine there was (laughs) because it was the longest one to type out. And I was so proud of myself for being able to type at that age. Uh, I believe this was Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves is correct. They eventually shortened to just ask, and then everyone just started Googling them anyway and whatnot. It was worthless. (laughs) You start Googling, how do I ask Jeeves a question? Oh. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. All right, Sherry, you get a pick for Will. Uh, Let's go with... uh, Let's go with music. And your decade is the 90s. (laughs) Wow. Went through. All right. Well, on this 90s trip, we got to make a stop by Adam's Lounge. <laughs> and what this means is I am going to be lounge singing some lyrics. And Will, I need you to tell to name the artist of this 1992 Billboard number four hit. Oh, it's a mega hit. It's a me- ultra <laughs> mega hit. All right. You can tell the world you never was my girl. You can burn my clothes up when I'm gone. You can tell your friends just what a fool I've been. You can laugh and joke about me on the phone. Hey, you can tell my arms to go back to the farm. You can tell my feet to hit the floor. You can tell my lips to tell my fingertips. They won't be reaching out for you no more. Ho! The haze and hose were added. (laughs) And don't make me sing it again, please. Am I allowed to ask you to read it without the lounging? Yeah, that's totally fine. Uh, You can tell the world you never was my girl. You can burn my clothes up when I'm gone. You can tell your friends just what a fool I've been and laugh and joke about me on the phone. 
You can tell my arms go back to the farm. You can tell my feet to hit the floor. You can tell my lips to tell my fingertips. Oh, I got it. Won't be reaching out for you no more. But don't tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart. I just don't think you'd understand. Yes, sir. Well, you can tell my lips, to tell my fingertips. They won't be reaching now for you no more. Achy, breaky heart. Wow, I love how that like that came to you so good. Like that switched to trivia karaoke real fast, and I'm here for it. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's achy break your heart. Oh, these lyrics! That is so weird. What is that? And then that file in the back. There it was. <laughs> All right. Uh, good job. And uh, Will, you get to pick for sheriff. All right, we'll go with food. That way, I don't get it. There you go. <laughs> And your decade is the 80s. This American chain of baked goods stores and kiosks, normally found in areas with high pedestrian traffic, first opened in 1985 in the Seattle area's SeaTac Mall. She said kiosk with baked goods? I did say that. And there was another item? It was baked uh, goods and what? Uh, oh, I just said uh, baked goods stores and kiosks. Okay. So this American chain of baked goods stores and kiosks. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, like, a uh, food court, airport type, uh, location. Um, but I'm thinking it also might need to have its own standalone if it's a chain of, of actual, uh, you said stands and kiosks? Uh, I said this American chain of baked goods stores and kiosks. Okay, stores and kiosks. That's, that changes things a bit because stores mean it would have at least something that stands alone. Um... Uh, the only thing I can think of is Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme is incorrect. That is unfortunate uh, because this is another Jobs Wozniak one, in my opinion. And I have it narrowed down to two. And I was really hoping that you were going to guess the wrong one. And I have it narrowed down to one. I'm not sure whether it's um, Mrs. Fields or it's Sarah Lee, but I think it's probably one of those two. Uh, the question is, do I want to go with Mrs. Fields uh, because they're in every mall in the history of the 80s and 90s? Or do I want to go with Sarah Lee because they have, I know they have freestanding stores selling their own products. Can you read the question again? I can. This American chain of baked goods stores and kiosks normally found in areas with high pedestrian traffic First opened in 1985 in the Seattle area's SeaTac Mall. All right. So I think the Sarah Lee stores that do exist are like in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to go with Mrs. Fields. Mrs. Fields is incorrect. Yeah. Uh, Y'all thought a little too hard, I think, on the word stores. Um, but in the really the popularity of this place was in like the mid-90s. But the first one opening in the 85... Uh, and it was when all of that sweet, gooey icing was all over the uh, cinnamon rolls that they had. Cinnabon. This is the first Cinnabon. Okay. Cinnabon. That was among the ones I was considering. And then I was like, no, I don't think so. Because Cinnabon's not typically by itself. But Krispy Kreme is. Eh, oh, well. <laughs> I, I copied and pasted from Wikipedia, which calls it a baked goods stores and kiosk. So. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it, it counts. All right. Okay. I love Cinnabon, though. It's delicious. It's, they, yes. they are good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Uh, all right. Uh, we have Will get to pick for Shara. Left, we have movies, TV, news and politics, slang, and sports. Yeah, this is Shara picking for Will. I picked yeah. food for her. Yeah, he picked food for me. Why do I screw this? is like the third time. This is the most <laughs> I've ever screwed this up on a single podcast. Today. I don't know. <laughs> don't sell right. yourself short. I'm sure you've done worse. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really good at that. He can say that. Uh, I'm going to pick... Let's go slang. All right, going slang. Slang for Will. And your decade is the 70s. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this slang for beer started in North America, surprisingly not Poland, and the Oxford English Dictionary's earliest citation for it is from a 1977 Saturday Night Live skit. This slang for beer started in America and not Poland. Give me a second. Mm -hmm. Don't tell my heart. My <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Just don't think you would understand. A little uh, thing while, while Will's thinking. John, I don't know if you were part of this group, but when we when I went oh, to I um, oh he's got it all right and that's that <laughs> a brewski brewski is correct well done uh, all right now we'll right away. I had to like get my way thinking about I, how do I order a beer what would I order that's fine I had I had a whole uh, achy break your heart personal story I was gonna tell people but I'm you sorry. know what I'll sorry save, I'll save it for our patrons how about that there you go. <laughs> To the audience, I'm sorry for breaking your achy, breaky heart, taking that away from you. <laughs> All right. Lisa. Will, now you get a pick for Shara. Uh, TV. I thought I thought we froze right there for a second. Because All right. <laughs> I, I could see, like, the smoke <laughs> coming out of the ears. Like, there was there were wheels turning there, man. He was like, what do I do? <laughs> I just look at what was left and what you picked yep. in the first round. There's a small amount of strategy in this game, so I thought I'd use the, use the little bit there is. Uh, so, newsflash, there was no strategy for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, joke's on you. Just kidding. I'm just going based on the order that they were picked in the first round. That's fair. Uh, and your decade is the 90s. Uh, it's a TV, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. A.C. Slater was an important friend and sometimes foil for main character Zach Morris in the 90s show Saved by the Bell. What does the A.C. in A.C. Slater stand for? Oh, maybe! Uh, I believe it is Albert Clifford. Oh, uh, Albert. A whole life for Saved by the Bell trivia question. <laughs> I grew up watching this show as well. And yes, I do believe his name was Albert Clifford. And you are correct. It is Albert Clifford. Oh, oh it hurts. <laughs> I, so yeah, no, nobody said, Will, first, Will was banging on the table in a, in a King Kong-like fashion. <laughs> And then when the question pointed away from did, what show was he on, because that'd be too easy, when he realized it was that specific, the hands went up in the air and he went, I have a chance. Yes. <laughs> and then you stole it by getting the answer correct. I mean, I'm glad she got it right. That, these are things that everybody should know. Yeah. But... I mean, if I don't know, shame upon me so when, as, a, as a child. Of me, when they say, what, what are your best categories in trivia? As a joke, I always include Saved by the Bell as one of my best categories. As well you should. <laughs> and you uh, almost had it. Almost had it on this one. We'll have to bring you back maybe for an all Saved by the Bell episode. Screw it. There you go. Uh, I'm in. Yes. <laughs> Not sure what we'll do for the 70s, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, okay. A Big Bopper Belding. Yeah. yeah. Big bopper, a Big Bopper Belding special. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What do we have? We got uh, Shara. You get a pick for Will. 
Uh, okay, so if movies, uh, movies, news, and politics and sports. Uh, let's go. Uh, I feel like I probably am screwed here. Either way, movies. And your decade is the seventies. Ooh, right. On March twenty seventh, nineteen seventy three, Sashin Littlefeather took the place of this actor at the 45th Academy Awards to decline the Best Actor Oscar in protest of Hollywood's portrayal of Native Americans and to draw attention to the standoff at Wounded Knee. What, what now? Uh, <laughs> on March 27th, 1973, Sasheen Littlefeather took the place of this actor at the 45th Academy Awards to decline the Best Actor Oscar in protest of Hollywood's portrayal of Native Americans and to draw attention to the standoff at Wounded Knee. I have absolutely no idea, and I feel like maybe I should, but this is something I have never heard before. So who won the Best Actor Oscar in 1973 is the question. What, was, what were movies in 1973 that would have or could have won one? Who would have invited someone to appear while he protested? I don't know. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper is incorrect. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's a guess. And he was an actor at that time. Not terrible. Uh, Sherry, you get a chance to steal. So, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I wasn't alive. I do not remember this piece of information. I do not remember, I do not know of the, uh, having someone take their place to, to draw attention to, to Wounded Knee. Uh, but the early, early to mid seventies was kind of, I, I, I don't know if the year is correct, but I want to say 1973 might've been the Godfather's year at, for the Academy Awards. Cause that, that sounds, that feels right. Bear in mind, it's, I don't know that much about that decade, but if it was the Godfather's year, then it was probably Marlon Brando. So that's what I'm going to go with. And the answer is Marlon Brando. <laughs> what a poll. Wow. Impressive. She gets the steal. And Ooh. Will, you got to give her either news or politics or, or what's left? Uh, or sports. sports. I'll give her news and politics. Okay. Keep in sports for yourself. You're going to get both. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and your decade is the 90s. Oh, geez. Okay. The 90s. Okay. On January 18th, 1990, this Washington, D.C. mayor was videotaped by the FBI allegedly lighting a crack pipe in a hotel room. He was convicted of possession and served six months in prison, but revived his political career to reclaim the mayor's office in 1995. Oh, my God. I have no idea. <laughs> what? So I was three and then eight. Um... I I have absolutely no clue. I'm sure this is an extremely well-known topic for 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 somebody that's not a moron like me. Uh, but I I have no clue. Um, I I have absolutely nothing. So as I as I have foretold, Will is going to get this one because I I have I have nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm tapping. I got, okay. I got nothing. All right, fair enough, Will. This I. I absolutely 100% know this, and I am not thinking of his name. Um, I can picture him. There's been Saturday Night Live skits where, like, uh, the cops will run in. He's got a briefcase full of cocaine. Um, I am not thinking of it at all. Brown. 
Brown is incorrect, but not terribly far off. He at least got the first letter of his last name. Now, this was um, in, in Man Who Enjoyed His Crack, uh, and that is Marion Barry. 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 Barry was the uh, I was the stuck mayor. on the name Jackie for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Now uh, we've got sports for Will to end us off. And your ticket is the 80s. All right. In 1986, this five foot seven inch Atlanta Hawk beat his six Good. foot eight inch teammate and defending champ Dominique Wilson in the slam dunk contest. You want to say that name again? Dominique who? Dominique Wilson. Isn't that what I said? Or Wilkinson. That's what there, I meant to say. I Wilkins. typed Wilson, but I meant to say Wilkins. 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 Was the of, is it Muggsy Bogues? Muggsy Bogues is incorrect. Yes, Dominique ah. Wilkins, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Wilkins. I know you listen to the podcast. Ah. Um, and I'm sorry. I won't screw it up again. It is not Muggsy, Muggsy Bogues. Sherry, you get a chance to steal. Muggsy Bogues the other one. He was a Charlotte Hornet, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Which is, which is sad for me because I don't basketball. Uh, the only shorter basketball player I know of is Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> so that was going to be my guess. Huh? Go with Wozniak. Go with Wozniak. <laughs> I, I probably should. Uh, actually, no. Um, no, I, I, uh, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even have a starting point for this. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go with Wozniak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Wozniak, though I'm sure, could slam dunk with the best of them. No, uh, he... Did not win the slam dunk contest in 1986. That was the Atlanta Hawk, also very obviously favorite, very famous short player named Spud Webb. Spud Webb. Spud Webb. Uh, all right. That ends us for round two. John, could you please give us our score update? All right, Shara took the lead with that one. She has 70 to Will's 60. Okay. That's what I'm seeing, too. Uh, that looks correct. Will, you sure? Yeah, okay. I was, you looked confused, Will. Just making sure. Well, I'm confused because she missed that one, so I'm not sure how she took the lead with it. Well, <laughs> so I said that round. That round. At the end of round two, she took it. All right. Well, it's only a 10-point difference, uh, so let's see how you guys want to wager in the final round. Final round! And for your wagering, you're going to have to do it on the category of, Hey, yo, I'm Rocky Balboa. Huh? Rocky Balboa here. Rocky, Rocky movies. All right. I did notice the <laughs> the uh, the P hat that Shara has uh, for the uh, Phillies. So if she has not seen any of the Rocky movies, I will be particularly disappointed. I don't think and you I, should pee in your hat. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do, I wouldn't call it that. Like it just draws attention to the fact. What is that? Yeah. That's my P. I I have. Uh, I used to work with someone who worked. Um, on the, as as security for the Philadelphia Phillies, and she was there the year they won the World Series. And so she also got a championship ring. So I made the mistake of walking up to her and saying, "Can you just do me a favor? Can you can you punch me in the face? Because and here's the rest, and I can't make this up. I want to get the pee on my face. <laughs> there you go. Open mouth, insert foot. I've been there, and I've opened my mouth. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> All right. It's a bad joke. I'm good at those. Um, all right. Let me know when y'all have your wagers. I'm good. Good. Okay. All right. Rocky Balboa punched his way through the 70s, 80s, and 90s like no other fictional boxer. I want you to tell me the name 
of the main opponent in each of our decades or a main opponent in each of our decades. So in the two movies from the 70s, there was one main opponent who spanned both films. In the 80s, there were two movies and you get to pick which main opponent you want to go with. And in the 90s, there was one main opponent and who was the man he fought there. They could have fought a woman, but it, 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 hint, it was a dude. All right, right. well, in between singing the theme, uh, I'm going to let everybody know, please listen to everything on the Blast From Our Past Network, uh, whether it's Blast From Our Past, that John and I also host, uh, Cartwright Ascentful Podcast that I host, Talking Back, uh, podcasting after dark they're all fantastic check them out all right everybody good okay all right will as you were behind please give me your answers well the the i think you used the word villain but i don't i don't like that the the opponent opponent I can't it, Rocky one and two was uh you name a white guy you trust i'll tell you a black guy i trust more jesus apollo creed that's from The Office. I don't know if anybody caught that reference. It's one of my favorite parts of The Office. Apollo Creed. Uh, from the 80s, I went with Rocky for the battle against communism. Ivan Drago. And for Rocky V, he fought Tommy the Machine Gun! All right, Shara, what were your answers? So, I, uh, I'm really going to disappoint you here, Adam. Mm. Because I have not actually watched in their entirety any of them i know cry i said in their entirety i have seen parts uh i am familiar with some of them um but i i have not watched uh all, all of them in their entirety or really any of them individually in their entirety uh which which I, i'm not actually from philadelphia but i'm, I'm from across the river so <laughs> Same thing. um but so for the 70s i remember all i know for the 70s, I know that when the new movies came out a couple of years ago, uh, it was a connection to the original films. So I did actually put Creed for the first one on a guess. I was like, that was that was a dude, right? That was <laughs> an opponent, I think. So I went with Creed. Uh, I did know that the 80s was Ivan Drago. Uh, that's the only Rocky villain I know for a fact and the film, Rocky IV. Um, and then I put Ivan Drago again for the last one because I have no <laughs> clue. He's just, it's, again, the battle against communism, it's ongoing. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, Always. So, yeah. So, I Creed, Drago, and then uh, the, the nail in the coffin for me is Drago again, which I know is probably very incorrect. All right. And here are the answers. In 1976 and 1979 for Rocky One and Rocky Two. He, he fought Apollo Creed, played wonderfully. Carl Weathers, fantastic. Uh, in 1982... Which nobody mentioned. He fought Mr. T, who played Clubber. What I say? Yeah, 1980. Rocky yep. Three played Clubber Lang, uh, who ended up and Mickey died. That that uh, movie too is really rough. Great, this is a good movie. Actually, not not the greatest. Uh, Rocky Four, 1985, my favorite. Uh, it's most it's the most fun. Uh, Rocky One's the best movie. Rocky Four is the most fun of them. You both nailed it on the head with Ivan Drago. And in 1990, he fought in like a. Um, Kind of a garage in a parking garage. Oh, yeah, it was outside the bar. Yeah, outside the bar. Uh, and it was a half 
you know, mentally incapacitated Rocky because he had kind of uh, had some brain damage throughout the years, which they kind of just skipped after that one. (laughs) But he fought Tommy the Machine Gun. So Will got all three of our answers correct, meaning he will get his wager. Shara did not, meaning uh, she is going to lose any points. Uh, So to start us off, uh, Shara, what would you, I want to know what you had first. Uh, So I am going to get my wager because I wagered a number between zero and zero. (laughs) <laughs> which, which is zero. So I did get my wager, even though I got my uh-huh. I wagered nothing. <laughs> Nada. And Will, what did you wager? Uh, I wagered a number between 59 and 61. I went big. I went, I bet it all. All right, John, could you do that very difficult math for us? All right. With a score of 120 to 70, Will is the winner. Thank you, Rocky. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Comes down to Rocky. I hate you, Rocky. I hate you, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the same by the bell question. At least I got yeah. rocked at the end. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, all right. Great episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, you know, if you have something that you want to mention, Cheryl, let's start with you, and then we'll end with our champion of the day. Uh, something I want to mention. Oh, dear. Um, or, or just say, hey, I'm Sharon. That's it. Whatever you want. Uh, hey, I'm Sharon. That's it. No. Uh, crazy world. Crazy time right now. Uh, stay safe. Take care of yourself. Uh, anybody who's ever listened to me on any other podcast or recording I've been on, uh, something I always promote is taking care of yourself and your mental health. That's going to come first, no matter what you do. So make sure you take time for yourself. All right. And Will. So I, I just realized why I had the score totaled wrong in the second round. It was because I was so upset about the Save by the Bell question. I forgot to score it. Uh, <laughs> I 100%. That is why I didn't have that down. I was busy slamming my desk instead of writing the 10. (laughs) That was fun. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, John. Thank you, Shara. That was a lot of fun. Um, Thank you very much. All right. Had a lot of fun here today. For John, I'm Adam, and that was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or... If you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com backslash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on the podcast platform you're listening to. And we'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.